Rise and shine, you Syracuse superfans. It's time to pour yourself a tall, delicious glass of orange fizz. Syracuse recruiting news, insider information, latest SU buzz. The Syracuse blogosphere comes to life on the central New York airwaves. It's Fizz Radio. Matt Bonaparte and Gil Gross back with another FizzCast today. We are previewing SU's matchup with Houston. On the Houston side, the Cougars are on a nine-game win streak, most recently a 63-60 win over Rutgers in the round of 32. Gil, right off the bat, what's the main theme of this Cougars team? The Cougars hang their hat on, on three pillars, taking care of the basketball, defense, and most of all, rebounding. I mean, you if you expect to be on the floor wearing uh, scarlet red, you are expected to crash the glass and do so hard, okay? It, it, they, uh, Kelvin Sampson is actually known for a drill where they put a bubble lid on the rim so the ball can't go in, and basically they shoot it, and the winner is whoever gets the most rebounds, and there's also, on top of all that, no fouls are called. So this is the drill that Samson has them doing all season long. And you saw it in their, uh, in their second round win over Rutgers, which they really shouldn't have won. I don't know if we want to get into that. But uh, Trevon Mark, the game-winning basket, was a put-back offensive rebound and one. Yeah, and Joseph Duarte and I talked about that drill in detail when I did my interview with him earlier this week. And he thought it was a big reason to their tenacity on the boards. They're so great at rebounding. We've talked about their, their lack of high tallest guys, 6'8", on this team. And just to break down the numbers once again, third overall in offensive rebounds in the country a game, fifth in total rebounds. They're grabbing over 40 boards a game. Syracuse doesn't do that ever. So it, I don't think that it's a question whether or not Syracuse is going to lose the rebounding battle. I think they absolutely will. But it's a question of will it matter? Or how bad? Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, I, I, I think that is the question. When Syracuse beat North Carolina uh, in the penultimate game of the regular season, the, the heels out-rebounded Cuse by 20. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as you point out there, it just didn't matter. Yeah, I mean, they get out-rebounded by West Virginia by 10. They got out-rebounded by San Diego State, by Virginia. I mean, it doesn't really – I don't think it matters all that much if Syracuse is hitting their shots and they're playing good defense. Houston can get all the rebounds they want. It won't matter if they can't put the ball in the basket. Right, and it's kind of unbelievable, and I've never heard a coach say this, but Kelvin Sampson says we are not a first-shot team. Like, have you ever heard that before? That's no, wild. that's crazy. That's crazy talk. Yeah, but that's what he says. I think he, you know, uh, you can't argue with his results. He's won a lot of games you can't. since taking over. But, but I will say this, you know, it's the nature. The nature of the offensive rebounds are going to be important. One, it, Syracuse can't get demoralized because it, it can get tiresome, both emotionally and physically, to have to defend over and over and over again. So one thing to watch is the, just the intensity. And there can't be a drop-off in the intensity just because Houston is getting a bunch of rebounds. And especially that can't bleed into the offensive side of the floor. Uh, but the second thing is Houston shoots a lot of threes. 
So a lot of those rebounds are long rebounds, which is a good thing because that generally means that Houston isn't going back up with an easy layup. So, so that's the positive thing uh, on the Syracuse side is most of them don't just lead to easy points. Yeah, and, and let's start to detail some of the big names and big faces on this team. Obviously, Quinton Grimes is the number one guy, 18 points a game, nearly 42% from behind the arc. The guy can be a sharpshooter when he wants to be. He can drive when he wants to. He's your main offensive threat. Yeah, he's really good. He's been red hot. So much to uh, – he's their buddy Bayheim, really, because I think the question is coming into this game is uh, – both teams offensively are looking pretty grim if their leading scorers have a bad shooting day. For Syracuse, Buddy Beheim, For Houston, that's Quentin Grimes. And both have been shooting over 40% recently, well over 40%. It's just a question of if they can maintain that. And, and that should be interesting. But Grimes is definitely someone to target, especially if Dejan Giroux is not 100% with his ability to get to the rim his ability to shoot the three as he does. Uh, I'm, I'm curious to, to know if Grimes can keep it up. Just like, same, same deal with Buddy Beheim. Yeah, and you mentioned if Beheim doesn't score, Syracuse is likely to lose. Same thing with Grimes and Houston. Houston didn't lose many games this year, but when they did, it was usually because Grimes didn't score the ball. Against Wichita State, they lost. He scored 13 points. They lost against East Carolina. He scored just seven, so... It seems as if Grimes really is one of the huge engines on this team, especially on the offensive end. But another guy that uh, is one of the facilitators in this team, one of the greatest defensive players in the country, 6'5 guard, Dejan Giroux. He's playing with a hip pointer. He played through excruciating pain against Rutgers. Coach Sampson says he's going to play against Syracuse. He doesn't know how effective he'll be. How effective do you think Dejan Giroux would be? Obviously, you don't know the state of his injury, but yeah. he's a great player. Well, I, I, I think he is essential to what Houston does because he gets in the lane and then he facilitates from the interior uh, after he gets into the lane. So that is kind of the, the crucial focus point of the Houston defense. And defensively, I think he's even more important because I don't think that the plan for Kelvin Sampson under ordinary circumstances would be to put six foot one Marcus Sasser, the shooting guard, on Buddy Beheim, I think you'd put Giroux on Beheim and take your chances with that matchup. Obviously, it's going to be a, a team effort for Houston. It's not going to be one guy. But that's key because Giroux actually matches Buddy for length. And you saw in the West Virginia game how Buddy was just able to basically shoot over the West Virginia guards. That won't necessarily be the case against Houston unless Marcus Sasser is on him. Uh, but again, I don't think that's going to happen. The question is, is Jarreau's mobility good enough to actually be effective against Buddy? Yeah, and the game plan against Buddy is going to be interesting to see what the Cougars do. I mean, we've seen both San Diego State and West Virginia kind of key up on him, try and deny him the ball. He's got to jump to catch the ball a lot of the times just to get out of the way of the defender. Uh, obviously, Houston's going to do something similar, most likely, to play that pack line defense, but I bet you they'll put a couple guys on Buddy. But here's the thing. If Buddy's shooting well and he's doing the same thing he's been doing for the entire month of March, I don't know how much it's going to matter. I mean, shooters shoot, and when you're Buddy Beheim, a lot of the time it goes in. Uh, and that's the reason that Syracuse has been so good in the NCAA tournament. It's why they were so good at the end of the season and in the ACC tournament. 
but now on to a freshman for Houston. We talked about him a little bit. You mentioned him with that putback game winner for uh, – or not game winner, but that late shot for Houston. Sherman Mark was especially great. That shot did end up being the game winner, Bone. So, so that wouldn't be incorrect, even though it wasn't at the buzzer or anything like that. But, uh, yeah, Mark is, uh, is someone who can score on his own. When Jarreau went out against Cleveland State with his injury, Mark is the, is the guy who came in, and he ended up dropping 15 points, most of them in the second half. He is the best recruit at Houston, the third best recruit, that they've had in the history of their program, at least since 2000, when 24-7 started keeping track of all that stuff. So uh, he's dangerous. He can score. The good thing for Syracuse is he's not really the polished distributor that Dejan Giroux is. Yeah, and he's the future of this team, is what Joseph Duarte told me earlier this week. Kelvin Sampson brought him in. He's, he's playing good minutes as a freshman. He's the future of this team. And, he, I mean, we've seen him be very good this season. He doesn't really shoot the three ball all that well, but he can score. He scores just, just a shade over eight points a game. I mean, he's a guy that Syracuse is going to have to keep their eye on. And I think a huge thing about this Cougars team is that they have so many guys that you have to keep your eye on. Not just one guy can score. Not just one guy can rebound. Everybody can do it. Everybody can facilitate. Everybody plays good defense. And that's why it's so tough to beat them. Yeah, they have great depth. I mean, if you look at a guy like Fabian White, he, he had a torn ACL. Um, and he is now – he's been back now for 10, game, 10 games or so. And he's playing really well. He can stretch the floor. He can shoot the mid-range and the three uh, in the front court, like kind of as can Justin Gorham. Um, they, they also have some shooters coming off the bench that you have to worry about. And it's kind of like those players who might come off the bench and kind of kill the zone. And you're like, wait, who is this guy? Where did he come from? Houston has a couple of those guys as well. The depth is something that we'll see in this game because the Cougars foul a lot. And when they don't really, they don't really care because if someone picks up two fouls, Samson has no problem going to his bench. So it just it's kind of a non-factor for them other than giving up free throws once they're in the bonus. Yeah, and I think that could be something that really comes back to bite Syracuse late in the game. We always see the Orange have kind of tired legs towards the end of the ball game. And if Houston can keep bringing in fresh guys that can play really good basketball, it could be a problem for the Orange. But another huge conversation surrounding the Cougars the entire season and especially – in the NCAA tournament has been their, their weak schedule. They haven't really played anybody. They're playing in the AAC and there's not a whole lot of competition in there. They have that huge win over our lady of the lake, but who really cares? Um, Here's my thing about it. I think that they're a really good basketball team, but where, where I think that the poor schedule comes into play is their metrics. They're really inflated on both sides, offense and defense, especially the defense for me. I mean, their, their defensive statistics are ridiculous. They, they play some of the best defense in basketball by the numbers, but I think it's because they're not really playing anybody. I mean, you can play great defense against teams who can't score the ball, but that doesn't make you a great team. Yeah, man, uh, 100% bones. I, I do believe that Houston's metrics are inflated. That Our Lady of the Lake game that you mentioned, I'm pretty sure the Cougars set every single program record that you can set in that Everyone game. Everyone set a career high that game. Right, and it's all over their media guide. 
I, I, I'm pretty sure Jamal Shedd almost had a triple-double. We'll barely see him in this game. Uh, I, I think he almost had a quadruple-double, actually. So that game was uh, one of the things. Now, normally, it, you know, it hasn't been to that extent. Our Lady of the Lake is not even a D1 team. But to a, to a greater extent, there's two things that I've looked at this week that have been eye-popping. One, you look at Houston and their propensity to foul one of the most foul, defensive foul-prone teams in the country. Well, have their opponents taken advantage of that? And I wrote a piece about this on orangefizz.net. You can check it out. The answer is no, an emphatic no. Houston's opponents have shot 66% at the line against them. That is atrocious. That is the fourth worst in the country. Um, then I looked at transition stats. I thought, well, how could a team – crash the offensive glass as hard as Houston does and not get burned on their transition defense. This is a push and pull here. So I went to hoopmath.com and I looked at the transition defense numbers. What, it, what I found was that teams run on Houston a ton. Percentage-wise, Houston is at the bottom of the league, the bottom of the country rather, in preventing transition opportunities. But their field goal defense is 27th in the country. That, tell you, that tells you that teams are trying to run in transition, that the opportunity is there, and they're not capitalizing. They're not finishing at the rim. They're not making shots. And to me, that screams bad schedule. Yeah, I agree. And it was a great piece you wrote. So if you haven't read it, go over to orangefizz.net and read the article that Gil wrote. Uh, now, Gil, we have to get to the most climactic part of our FizzCast, who do you got at 9.55 on Saturday? Yeah, uh, I got Syracuse, Bones. I got Syracuse. You love um, to hear that from Gil. Yeah, I, I've, I, uh, I'm not really a buyer in, in this Houston team. A lot of it, a lot of the reason is kind of some of the things you heard. I think the Orange are going to find a lot of success in transition. That's where I think Syracuse is going to get open threes in transition, not in the half court. Um, with the other thing that I think is going to be a huge factor is the, the fouls and how many Syracuse can draw. We spoke about it the other day. I think that Jim Beheim is going to tell Quincy Garrier and Marek Dolajai that they have to drive the ball. They have to get to the rim. That's going to be the game plan. I think we're going to get Syracuse in the bonus. Now, again, this is somewhat dependent on the officials and how tight they call it but I do think that Syracuse is going to score a lot at the line. And I got to tell you, the Houston offense just doesn't scare me much. I'm looking around. I think Quentin Grimes is a really good player, but as a whole, there are not enough weapons on this team to, to really make me nervous. And I think the two, three zones playing pretty well. Um, so I have the orange. What about you? Gil, I can't believe I'm going to say it, but I agree with you. I also have Syracuse in this one. I'm just not a believer in this Houston team. I think they're a strong team. I think Kelvin Sampson's a great coach, but I just, I don't buy into it. I mean, you can talk about the strength of schedule as one thing, but let's not forget they haven't faced the 2-3 zone. And like you said, that offense really doesn't scare me either. I think that they're going to run into a plethora of issues when it comes to the offensive end of things. And to, uh, to put a number on it, sorry, I've, I had to cough there. Uh, to put a number on it, Houston is outside the top 100 in strength of schedule. So 
you know, this isn't just us looking at the schedule and, you know, throwing our arms up. Now, uh, the, here's the counter argument. The counter argument is, what do you want the Cougars to do? I mean, they're, they're 28 and three, right? So, so they've taken that week schedule and they've, they've used it to, to win at an incredibly consistent rate. Well, what uh, I want them to do is not just skim by Rutgers, a team that I would have been very confident in Syracuse if they had been facing them in Sweet 16. Right. And, you know, they should have lost the uh, twice, maybe, to Memphis. Regular season f- finale, Tremon Mark, hit, Trevon Mark rather, hit a, uh, a half-court game winner against Memphis. So, so they've played tight games with them. Plus, the losses are pretty bad. Um, Eastern, Eastern Washington, I want to say. It's Eastern Carolina. E- East Carolina. Yeah, I don't have it in front of you. I thought I might have in front of me. I thought I might have botched that. But, yeah, uh, the, the, lo- the losses aren't great. All right, well, you heard it here first. Gil and I both have Syracuse on Saturday. We'll both be inside the building. I'll have you covered on Orange Fizz on Twitter. And after the game, I'll have an article and a Fizzcast for you with my good friend Gil Gross. Catch him 9.55 tomorrow night at Hinkle Fieldhouse. It's Fizz in Indy.